Poop City isn't a place. It's the mediocrity of the American experience. From the perspective of two leftists reading the news, my name is Stephen. And my name is Charles. And our show is called Escape from Poop City. Let's talk about the escapes. Okay, well, if things get too heavy or we get too angry, we can trigger an escape. Which prompts a thought experiment. Like, what is the most Gwyneth Paltrow thing about you? And the most you thing about Gwyneth Paltrow? Or decide on the Mortal Kombat finishing moves of the characters from Shrek. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your pods. You know you want to. Who's holding you back? Do it. Do it. Do it. So, about that brosé. Oh, is that what we're doing? Oh. <clears throat> we could. Let's do it. My name is Matt Gasnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros. From Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. From Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And coming to us live from the world's largest cheesecake factory, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. Dude, the mac and cheese balls here are fucking awesome. They're on page 74 of your menu. (laughs) Yeah, fuck cheesecake. I'm here for the mac and cheese balls. I've actually never had the mac and cheese balls, which actually isn't very surprising. But I also have rarely had like a bad meal at the Cheesecake Factory because, again, there's 400 billion choices. So even though they they're 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 max out at like a B B plus level food, there's enough options where it's like, all right, well, I'm gonna enjoy this. It's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care for the Cheesecake Factory. Mm. That's fine. Yeah. Rich, Richie's starting out with a hot take already. <laughs> The cheesecake last, Factory, not that good. The, the last time I was at the Cheesecake Factory, I was extremely upset with my meal. And I, also, I mean, it's Cheesecake Factory. It was like a three-hour wait, and we had to wait. Oh, I would definitely wouldn't wait that long for a Cheesecake Factory. No, no, I wouldn't that's... wait that long for anything. <laughs> I would have well, fucking the, the, left. The problem about that visit to the cheesecake factory was i went early to put in our name and everyone else went home and said oh well we're not gonna leave for another hour and a half so yeah that wait's fine but i'm here so thanks guys hmm. yeah. just- richie you need to stop being a doormat <laughs> i gotta stop being so nice should bring your switch next time obviously mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Sit there, get some gaming. There you go. Stream from the Stream Cheesecake the Factory vestibule. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. They'll copy hey guys, I'm for waiting here for three hours. So I'm here at see a, our sign in the background. Can't I'm here it. at a nondescript chain restaurant emporium. <laughs> I don't know. You might call it an emporium of, uh, of brie-based desserts. Cheesecake's not brie. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I don't know. We're just sort of spitballing here. We'll, 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 we'll clean it up. We're just workshopping stuff. We're yeah, we're, stuff. we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Welcome to the award-winning Brose podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. Premise of our show, as always, is that we're four bros, and we each bring a question to the table that we want our bros to consider with us. It could be about life. It could be about the universe. It could be about anything. 
that we so desire. But whatever we ask, we will do. We will answer the questions with a dash of mirth and a glass of wine. But we also want your questions out there if you're listening to the show. So if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That is brosequestions at gmail.com. But first and foremost, we got to discuss what we're drinking. Rich, sweeten, let's start with you this time. I am finishing off this little itty bitty bottle of Sutter Home White Zinfandel. It's Sutter Home. It's White Zinfandel. It's good. Like that's why it's mass produced. Sean O'Brien. I am drinking La Croix du Prier uh, from France. Um, I don't know. I think monks made this at some point or something it's good <laughs> it's it is a above beverage rosé i think I've, I've i've i wrote it to its highest peak and now i'm kind of in the valley and it is still above average so 100 percent recommend getting this and it was fairly cheap so i feel like i feel like we kind of got a bell curve on it like I feel like you started at good, went to very good, and now you're just a little above average good. Yeah, I would say I would, I would 100 percent recommend it. It's one of the top three ones I've had this year, and we're in June. Nice. So. Solid. Huh? And what about you, Tim? What are you drinking? So I was too lazy to go all the way back downstairs to get another beer, um, and also like. I'm just tired, and if I drink another beer, I'm probably just going to fall asleep in the middle of recording <laughs> recording this episode. So, um, my go-to non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic, I know how words work, non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic <laughs> uh, back up on this show, uh, as it is my favorite drink that doesn't have booze in it, is um, Wawa Lemon Tea. There drink up, bitch. There it is. Wawa Lemon Tea, baby. Hard to go wrong, except for I don't like iced tea. But for other people, it's hard to go wrong. Mm-hmm. The Wawa Lemonade. Straight from the half gallon, baby. <laughs> Very much in the pick things up and put them down jug. Yep. I mean, there's a reason I had to double up on my strength points. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I am not drinking anything because I am uh, still taking medication. Uh, I, and at the conclusion of this episode, I'm looking forward to a good night's sleep. Aided by Flexerol and Naproxen. It's going to be a great <laughs> night. Uh, very restful. Uh, man, let me tell you, back spasms, back sprains, bad news, man. Your waist is here and the rest of your torso is here. It's no good. It's no good. Your hip starts hurting. This is just the old man show now. There's no joke <laughs> at the end of this. This is just me bitching about how much it sucked to have a hurt back. Uh, it's bad news. It's bad news. Keep your back strong, everybody. Always keep your back strong. Go to the gym. Do some core exercises. Do some back stretches. Stretch those hamstrings. Just, just work on your fucking back. What, what I'm hearing is you should have taken Constitution last time. I don't know what the Bill of Rights would have done for me in this situation. <laughs> Anything else from Cantankerous Cass's corner? Ooh, I love the extra C. Cantankerous, Kaz. Um, Or the hard C. It's it's raining too much. It is. It it absolutely is raining too much. It's so humid, man. Ruining all of my fucking plans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Terrible. 
You know, my knee acts up whenever it rains like that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Same, All right, yeah. Grandpa. Yeah, yeah. Well, something's happening. My toe's going all screwy. <laughs> uh, all right. Who's got a question? Questions at gmail.com. If you out there in listener land want your question answered on the air, but who's got one they want to lead us off with? Um, Matt, why don't you lead us off? You had some maybe more serious ones, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I really want to ask this one. <laughs> is, uh, I feel like you we know you want to. No, I feel like we got to do this earlier in the night when I'm not. Do it. Tired, no. <laughs> do um, it. Do it. I really don't. Because I know me and Sean already started off a session, and Tim is out of spoons. Yeah, Tim, yeah. Tim, hasn't, Tim hasn't had a question. None. No, there's no. No spoons. Okay. Only question I've well, got is like, if you. Never yeah, mind. I got it. Later. <laughs> Go, Matt. Okay. Get. To it, to it. Well, here we go. This is again. This is the you asked for kind of thing. <laughs> um, is there something wrong with men and boys in America? And the reason I ask this is because statistically, uh, surveys have indicated that fifteen percent of men have no close friendships. Uh, that three out of four deaths of despair in the United States are committed by men. Uh, deaths of despair is, without going to explicit terms, exactly what you would think. Um, they're more likely to fail at math and reading in schools, less likely to graduate than women and young men are less likely to participate in the labor force than women are nowadays in the year 2023. Is there something wrong or is this sort of things balancing out um, after decades of, 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 se- of sexual, uh, uh, prejudice or, or what, what's the deal here? Uh, I, I I have a really I think I have a good question to follow up this question so thank you for asking. Okay, this. yeah, okay. <laughs> I it's something I've been intrigued by because like I think it's it's one of those the reason I bring it up is not just be, like because like with any one of these problems that sort of is a landmine depending on what kind of the social or political spectrum you fall on like I I, I think there is a way to have this discussion without going all the way to like the for lack of a better term, men are pussies uh, nowadays. Uh, argument yeah. that a lot of people on the, the the far far right have taken it to, like we're failing our men, boys. That's because they're not they're not tanning their groins or something like that. Like they're not yeah. doing these there, crazy like things. There's, there's, something, there's a way to have this discussion without that. Yeah, like no. there's something inherent in being a man that is like, oh, you have to yeah. like murder a buffalo or something. Yeah, we're so, not masculine enough anymore. Yeah, that that I think is the issue. Is that us, the, the, the guy, like the, the four of us were raised with this general idea of what a man needs to be. And for instance, for me, a lot of my issues, I don't generally open up about unless you guys ask me, because I don't want to burden you guys unprovoked. If you guys ask me, I'll open up all about it. Otherwise, I can hint at that I'm having a shitty week or I'm having a problem here. But if you don't directly ask me, you're not. I don't want to burden you because I was. Men have to be strong. Men have to be able to take control. Men have to always know or, or like keep kind of keep their problems to themselves. And and I think that is the issue, at least in the idea of like deaths of despair, is we don't open up we don't talk about ourselves that, that often we don't open up to other people and men of our generation and men of generations prior to ours 
have always been hard to open up and to talk about our feelings and our issues to the point that now we are running into these problems. Um, the, the idea of like lack of labor force and such, that's just, I personally think it is equality now. Like people are understanding that everyone can do every job and whatnot. Um, but when it comes to a lot of the, I, I like mental issues and, 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 and psychoanalysis of things potentially it's, it's how we were raised. And unfortunately we were raised to hold in our emotions to not share and to uh, something for me is I, and I still something I have to get by and go to therapy about, but I don't go to therapy hmm. uh, is, is the fact that I've you should, always you lived should, my, rich. You fucking yeah. should. <laughs> I've, I've always lived my life in comparison to other things because my life isn't as hard as other people's and my problems aren't as bad as other people's because I've always been mocked at the fact that my issues aren't as bad as somebody else's. Mm. So I don't have a problem. So I shouldn't have a problem. Yeah. And that's, that's just, that's just whack. Yeah. Uh, I've, I, it's not a contest guys. Yeah. As even as a young age, I, everything has always been, I, I was having a bad time back when I was younger and my brother came to me. Oh yeah, well, my friend's parents are divorced. Your 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 life isn't as bad as his. And it's like They're divorced. 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 <laughs> she told that bozo to beat it. New York it's, Post reporter. Yeah. And it's even always been like like I I will never forget that my brother got upset because we would go to Six Flags for my birthday. I don't like roller coasters. Mm. I don't really like rides, but my parents always chose to go to Six Flags for my birthday. I'm not saying I'm ungrateful, but my brother got upset because his birthday, we never get to Six Flags for my birthday. I had to go to school for my birthday, but mm. we get to go to Six Flags for yours. And it's like, oh, well, now I have to make everyone happy. Um, and then in trying to make everyone happy, it's, oh, well, why do you always hold your birthday on mom's birthday? Why do you always do this? I'm like, oh, well, now I have to just not care about this shit and not care about my birthday because mom's birthday is too close. It's it's always been having to worry about other people that I go to the bottom of the list. And so I, I feel like that is a lot of the issue of what you're asking, Matt, is like, what's wrong with men or is there a problem with men? It's the way we're raised, the way we're, hmm. um, I, I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. And I'm just going to hmm. c- continue to babble unless somebody cuts me off. Hmm. Yeah. So I think there's a, <clears throat> a lot of different things that go into the different points that you, the different metrics that you brought up. Um, and real quick, these came from a, this, this is a, the podcast matter of opinion from the New York times, which again, they're, they're citing actual surveys. I neglected to write down every survey footnote that they put, mm-hmm. uh, when I was writing the question down, but I was listening to it. I'm like, Oh, this is interesting. So I started writing some of the statistics down. So mm-hmm. I'm not, yeah. I'm not just like, what, what's a number of that's good for the 15%. Yeah. So, um, so like the, the failing in the math and English, um, the, did you say something about not graduating? Uh, they are lower graduation rate. Yeah, like three percent. Less likely to graduate. Less likely to participate in the. Yeah, they're less likely to graduate, and they're less likely to participate in the labor force at a young uh, young men are than young women. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, 
I mean, a good most of it is how uh, men are men and boys are raised. Um, but I I wouldn't fo- I I wouldn't primarily focus on the like we were raised to keep our emotions hidden and this that and the other thing because I would actively argue that I was raised the opposite mm. um, and to be open and to talk and discuss. But I had the opposite reaction because the focus on kind of similar to what Richie got at towards the end of uh, his, uh, his, his talk was um, I was so focused on being compassionate to others and so focused on making sure that they were okay that I always put myself on the back burner, not because I was told to do that or I was told that my emotions don't matter or my opinion doesn't matter. It's just that that's what I did so that I could prioritize others. Mm. Um, Which, uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool that I, I, I know I often say like, I hate people on this show and have at length Always but like the, but the people the people I like and the people I care about I do very much care about and even if I don't actively reach out um often if there's something genuinely important that needs to happen and that is something that like they need me for let's go mm-hmm. like you may not be able to help rearrange furniture on a saturday but rude (laughs) um but if it it, um and i don't have a good example but like there's definitely um friend of mine recently is uh like we are currently moving into our final our home and apartment which is a time time intensive has a lot involved plus we're working full time so it's not like we could just be like oh we're taking three days off and we're just gonna knock it out we can't afford that we we can't um, because I don't have PTO. If I don't work, I don't get paid. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but another friend of ours is about to end up in a similar experience as us and is has now a week. Actually, at the time this airs, maybe a couple days to be out of his current home and will be staying with someone else for unknown amount of time until they can find a house. Um which he has been actively looking for housing and whatever. But point is he needed help um, in a tough spot. And it's like, Hey, you're not particularly close to me (laughs) physically. Mm -hmm. Um, Like Philadelphia is not far, but Philadelphia in the times that I can get there, like even from Contra Hawken is still an hour and a half. So it's like, could I use those three hours to continue moving into my apartment? Yes. But you are in need, like immediate need, and I'm going to help you because no one else is currently available for that. Put my needs on the back burner. Go do that. Um, So that's me. But sorry for the ramble and sidetrackedness. But for, for a lot of men and boys, it's just... School's not important. Eh. It's like sports. Get involved in sports. Be in sports. So there's pretty much the one, like, 
everything that we're told is important is not <laughs> like so many people are pushed into that athletic perspective of like this is your chance this is what you need and it's like no they should be a well-rounded individual and still be paying attention to those things but oh you only give them attention when they're doing well in this other thing so they're gonna ignore the other things since you clearly don't care and focus on that one um so then you have that and then there's some families that it's like military family it's like ah you don't need to graduate just you're 18 go join the military mm-hmm. fuck off or they become the provider and have to go to work before they've even graduated from school, which kind of counteracts that less likely to enter the workforce uh, dynamic. But but, the, but I mean, men and women can also fall into that one. So I don't know. I, f- I feel like it's still very much a men are pretty much told they don't have to worry about it or like sports are important school fuck school whereas girls are still women are still um tending to be like either you're going to be a great mom so it's like forcing them down a domestic track or just like you should be go to a good college blah 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 blah. so forcing them down that educational track it 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 you still see so much of that just complete difference even in less so in our generation for our kids but our kids are also like under the age of 10 so i don't know maybe they end up in something similar but like it's not something that goes away that takes generations plural before that really will change so yeah mm-hmm. i'm yeah i, I... I think it will definitely take some time before it evens out. Uh, I, I think so. On the one hand, with the some of the, the schooling statistics specifically, like the less likely to graduate, less likely to pass math and reading, and things like that. You know, it, it depends on what age you're talking about, because like less likely to pass math and reading could be, you know, as early as five, you know, fifth grade, third grade, or it could be in high school, something like that. I, I, I can't quite remember exactly where which what grade level they're talking about, but I think they're talking about generally in school they're less likely to to pass in those subjects. I do think that there is an element when it comes to specifically comparing the, you know, men versus women or or in, in this instance, that when you talk about gender roles, um, the, uh, the best way to word this. So that women are encouraged to study more, work harder, be perfect because you sort of have to be those things in order to outshine Met like we see in examples of it when we talk about politics ago hillary clinton for example had to be perfect like had to be a perfect candidate and she wasn't but she had to be a perfect candidate in order to beat out all these sort of like fail son men who were you know coming for for her nomination like the expectations are so much higher and so i think with young women they the the message is sort of in part of them like hey look if you want to get into x job you're gonna have to work this much harder you're going to have to do this, 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 and this because you're going to have to out because that, that's what you're going to need to do in order to outshine average Joe McWhite guy. Uh, so I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. I do think there is an element um, of the the other stuff where like boys and men are more likely to commit you know acts of despair, uh, more likely to have 
fewer friends, be isolated, things like that, that comes from, I think, the way we talk about men and masculinity now in a way that when you are older and have some more context and understand what people are saying when they say stuff like toxic masculinity, you don't necessarily have the tools to synthesize that when you're younger. So when the three of the four of us talk about, well, here's why men are, here, here are some aspects of masculinity that are bad. Here's some aspects of, of men in the United States that are terrible uh, because we we commit sexist acts. We we're dumb brutes. We, you know, we, you know, we disrespect the opinions of others says this, that, or the other, you know, we say toxic masculinity. We have 33 years of knowledge and 33 years of, of thinking about this to go back and be like, okay, here's what people are saying when they say that like men are bad. When you're 14, I don't think you're capable of that. Or I don't think you've got that in your, in your toolbox. And what you're hearing as a young boy is, Men are toxic. Men are dumb. And and look, I'm not look. Maybe this is a better question for Jake, because yeah. or, or or somebody in that age group. But my guess is that no matter what the noble intentions are of saying, like, hey, here's here's what we need to talk about when we talk about the way men interact with women and the, and toxic masculinity and all that stuff. You know, I think that no matter the noble intentions, there will always be people who just, especially kids, who will weaponize it against other kids. Like you just be. You could if you're mad at another boy, you'd be like, "You're toxic masculinity. You're 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 just being a dumb boy, dumb man." Like, and you've got all this other backdrop of of verb terminology that you can use. And I do wonder if some of that is is driving it, where suddenly men who are you know the whole point of the whole point of bringing that stuff up is to try and even things out and to try to point out the inequities uh, that have typically existed between you know men who have the power and the money and women who don't necessarily. Um, but instead nowadays, like children are getting the wrong message from it. And I can easily see a scenario where a young boy would hear some of the negativity around just the inherent nature of men. Cause when you say toxic masculinity, you can make a jump to, well, there's something inherently wrong with the sense of masculinity. So it's bad. What I, what I am, what I, what I have inside me is bad. I don't want to have to, you know, that, that's a negative thing. I could easily see a scenario where a child hears that and is like, oh, there's something inherently wrong with me or they're despairing because again, they don't, they, they're not getting the full breadth of the conversation at that point. Perhaps I'm sort of talking out my ass at this point, but it was something I was turning over in my head where it's like, if you're a kid and you hear that message all the time, I could see how that would be, that would cause you to be despairing or to think like, I can't be perfect enough for the world because of this. And again, this is not to excuse uh, toxic male behavior. It is simply to try and understand how young boys could start being like, well, what's the point? Why are we doing yeah. it? You know, we're despairing a little bit. Because they either they can either weaponize it, like, like you said, against each other or mm -hmm. internalize that and just build up that. Mm -hmm. Well, if I'm, if I'm so bad, then there's no point in me talking about it because I'm a guy. I, th th this is what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, Sean, I'm curious. What do you think? Okay. So I have a lot of thoughts. I've been, Please. I've been actively listening to what you're saying, uh, in staunch opposition to the, uh, general the tagline. Yeah. <laughs> we just don't pay attention to each other, but yeah. so I'm going to preemptively apologize because Obviously, I've thought about this, but I'm, as I talk, I'm 
I think I'm working myself through how, what I think about it. You know what I mean? Like I don't mm-hmm. have I I want to just I don't I I don't have a set opinion, so I'm just going to kind of like I'm spitballing. But I I think it's it is a good point that I think like if I see the tweet men are trash. I have the context to know that even though it doesn't directly apply to me, like I understand all of the advantages that I've been given up to this point by just being a man. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm like, I get it. And it's like, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, they're not necessarily talking about me as, as much as the system, you mm-hmm. know? And, but I do think that it, certain children um seeing that will definitely internalize that like like especially boys almost certainly boys and i think that's where the appeal of people like you know your andrew tates and your stephen crowders these hyper like these people who are uh, espousing this hyper masculine you are supposed to be at the top of the food chain kind of talk i understand how that can be appealing if all of the messaging that you're getting is that you're trash, you know, and you're, you're like, and, well, it, and it hasn't if I'm always trash, been why that bother way. Trying? Exactly. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. hasn't always been that way, you know, like his, historically it was in fact the opposite where being a man was, you know, it was, it, it was worth its weight in gold. So like, I understand how that happened. That sucks. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that we're failing our boys and men in only insofar as I think we're in a transitional period where I do think like, I think that, you know, you have a bunch of boys who don't talk about their emotions and don't deal with them because for years and years we have expected women to do the emotional labor for men, right? Like we're like, do all the emotional labor for us. And I think it's still, that is still the case. And one of the reasons women have to work so much harder is because it's like, okay, we're going to need you to do all the emotional labor for men and then also live a life, like also have a job. And, you know, your husband isn't going to know how to express himself all the time. You have to figure out that you have to figure that out for him. And so I think we're still like we've made a lot of progress, but we're still Mm -hmm. relying on women to basically be psychiatrists for dudes. Mm-hmm. And just be like, you know, like, and, and I think the messaging for a lot of men is like, you need a woman to balance you out, to be like, to mellow you out and to really like, I don't know, fucking just like, like the basis, like there's inherent differences between what men are capable of doing exactly. well and what women are capable of doing well. And so you need the two of you. It's the yin and the yang. Yeah. You do the brute and, force labor or whatever it is and and you know women do the emotional exactly uh, mediation for you yeah and like the the women are going to handle the kids when they're having an emotional upset you handle getting money and i think i think we're just i think women are rightfully so now getting to an age where they're, they're getting to a point where they can have any job. They can basically have the life that was only available to men for the longest time. And I think they are rightfully looking at this and being like, I shouldn't also have to babysit a dude, you know? And I I think that's right. But I think that we like as a society, we're slowly moving towards preparing our young men 
to do their own emotional labor and be like, okay, you know, you should go to therapy and you should, you know, experience things and feel things. And you, Mm -hmm. and just being upset about something, bottling it up, punching a hole in a wall and being like, Oh, I'm okay now. Like maybe that's not the best move. No. Uh, So I think, yeah, I think we're just right now we're in a transition And I think it's going to be very hard because there are a lot of people pushing very hard against it Mm. and, and who, who genuinely believe that kind of yin and yang philosophy where it's like, Oh, women are this and men are this and not, you know, attributing any Mm -hmm. nuance to it. And I like, Mm. I don't know. I think, I think it is, we're in a, we're kind of in a, it is a we're we're figuring it out mm-hmm. right now. We're figuring out how to uh, because like I, I still all of the time uh, Alice will be playing will be a three year old who is behaving well and they'll be like, oh, girls are so much easier than boys. And it's like, no, that's objectively untrue it's just we are good at raising our child you know what i mean like it's like no she's just she we're just treating her like a child and treating her appropriately and so she's regulated and your hmm. your boys are dysregulated because your your uh your headspace is oh well boys will be boys you hmm. know what i mean like it's like you we need to i think i honestly think that like it's going to be like Jacob's generation. When Jacob's generation starts having kids, I think we're going to move a little bit further down the line and our boys will be better prepared for, uh, cause I, and I, I think another big part of it is that women are able to live alone now. So like they're not forced to marry somebody. So like men don't have that net of like, Oh, a woman will marry me because I have a job. And exist. Like, I can provide. Yeah, I can provide. She will you be desperate. We don't, yeah, we don't need that anymore. Right. So I think I think it's just we're I think we're moving in a good direction, and hopefully either in for Jacob's kids or Alice's kids, like well, we're slowly moving in a good direction where, you know, because I I think in all social movements like this, when you're trying to kind of uproot really ingrained hierarchy you're going to overcorrect a little bit and then kind of get like you're you know and i'm not saying that women getting rights was an overcorrection but like we're way too far that pendulum (laughs) no no i i completely yeah it was 1918 when they got the vote that was just Mm -hmm. too much for me um and then we've been swinging back ever since trying to find that equilibrium next thing you know they're gonna want to show their ankles (laughs) Yeah, but I think I I do th- I think we are just in a transitional period and I uh, like I think no. we 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 us in this group of people I think are trying to do our best and it'll and that group of people will grow and grow and grow as generations go on and hopefully we you know we get to a good place where we are where we give boys the ability to experience their emotions and, uh, you know, live their fucking lives and be happy. 
And sad. Really. And sad. Mm-hmm. That's a point too. Those are really, really excellent points. I appreciate your thoughts on that. Like, uh, and, and this is this is more observational, but I will point out that there is probably an inherent sexism in the fact that you mentioned, like, oh, seeing tweets over and over again or comments over and over again that say like men are trash, men are trash, men are trash. Observationally, uh, there's probably an inherent sexism in the fact that we've gotten away with men in positions of of power, either in politics or media or otherwise, saying like women are trash. Uh, in some variety, and I don't recall there being extensive studies like what's going on with women. Why are we leaving women behind? <laughs> mm-hmm. As a as a as a, <laughs> a byproduct of that, so I, I do well, think there's certainly a bias. Like, well, my God, men, men are falling behind. Like, it's the first one of the first times that men have experienced this kind of problem in hundreds of years, I would guess. And again, very ahistorical. I'm sure there's another period of time where it's similar, but yeah, point. yeah. Like, I it, you're right. Like. The the article is straight up saying women are becoming better than men. Why are men wrong at this point? Is basically what it's saying. Uh, in 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 well, it's, it's also, nicer it, it, terms. To be clear, it's not just the it, there there is that element. But to be clear, they also bring up the fact that like they're, they're also taking their own life at a higher rate. Yeah. Also, and and whether that's because of their circumstances changing or or what have you, I don't know. But like, there's also that element of it as well. It's not. There are some things that are zero sum, like, you know, one, if you're only going to take two populations of people, then one is always going to be mm-hmm. higher than the other. Uh, but if you're just talking about like, you know, rates of death, basically, uh, or or the percent of people who don't think they have any close friends, I mean, that doesn't have to be a zero sum game. You, you can have men have mm-hmm. fruitful relationships with other people while also having women who have fruitful relationships yeah. with other people. Yeah. And so, I, well, I think, yeah. you know, and we're, we're you guys to be an touched island. on uh, a couple of points that I like, I want to add on to one of them. You're talking about like boys will be boys and, and expectations of boys and, 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 and such as children. And you've touched on this a bunch of times since both of you have had kids, the idea of, Oh, you're such a good father, Matt. You're such a good father, Sean. Where, Thanks, like, you're you don't see it. That you're you're taking care of your baby. You're doing the bare minimum you need to do to take care of your baby. But Whoa. well, no, I don't. I don't mean short. it that. He's too tall for that. I, <laughs> I don't mean it. I don't mean it that way. But you know what I'm saying. Like you've you. I I don't think you've said the bare minimum. But like, you're doing. I say her name right sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But like you'd get what I'm saying when I say that. Like you're you're being a dad. Like but everyone's like, "Oh, you're such a good dad. You're a great dad because you're there." And it's like the expectations of like, "Oh, you just have to be there and you're a great dad." And it's like, well that's mm-hmm. I mean it, to me I was, that was the boys will be boys kind of comparison for boys and men and fathers. Um, another thing you, you guys had mentioned, like the Andrew Tates of the world. And I was like, do, yeah, do, do you feel the need to explain who Andrew Tate is? Cause there might be people here who don't really get him. I mean, do we, if you're listening to the show, I know and you enough don't know about Andrew it. Tate is, do you know who Andrew Tate is? I know. I know generally who Andrew Tate is. I know. Uh, he's, yeah. yeah. I'm going to make this real short and sweet. Andrew Tate is a garbage human being, mm-hmm. um, who is espousing this alpha male, whatever uh that he wants to try and put it but is essentially just saying like women should be subservient do what we want take what you want blah 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 blah, blah. like he's the most physical embodiment of so much toxic masculinity and he's also just a straight up fucking grifter yeah um and lies and steals and 
potentially rapes. Um, and there's a reason he's in jail. Andrew Tate is a uh, is a grifter, as Tim said, who uh, sells kids this idea that men need to be these powerful uh, entities and then women are subservient to them also has been credibly accused of rape and uh, human trafficking human trafficking human trafficking and uh, him and his brother and also mm. is a kickbox- kickboxing world champion I don't know mm. yeah, dude, so I got dude, dude could kick my ass but is an absolute yeah wuss. oh not from prison <laughs> sorry bro. Uh, so like on them real quick the the uh, an issue like you said like a lot of you can kind of understand and see why boys are looking up to him there aren't a lot of positive role models for boys like you see more often in the news the andrew tates of the world but how often do you see the mark robers or uh what's his name hank green i believe oh hank what's green his... yeah go going like, through it right now yeah, going through it. Hey, like you'll, you'll 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 see like the the you'll see the Andrew Tates, the Jake Pauls, the Logan Pauls, the the Mr. Beasts, but you won't see like the perceived positive role models of for boys. Like there there are probably more positive role models for boys than there are for anybody else. But I was gonna say like I, I would struggle to name like positive role models for women. I'm sure that, I mean, but also I'm not. You know, I'm sure there are. Yeah, I know, that, but that's just. But, as far as the comparative numbers, I don't know. Yeah, it's just Miss. So that. Yeah. It's so that's Michelle like Obama. <laughs> Michelle Obama, just Michelle Obama, and yeah. Beyonce. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was that was the other thing I wanted to add on is like, the role model and the Andrew Tates. That yeah. was oh man, that was a lot. Yeah. Any other thoughts? I don't know, man. Shit sucks. I think, yeah. I don't know. I I think just to TLDR that whole convo, from my perspective, we are in a transitional period between men having all of this power, undeserved, to having a, a more equitable split. And uh, I I think... Yeah, in the next couple of generations, like we'll get it. But I think for now, we have we as men, the four of us, really have. I think we have to overcorrect and be like extra supportive of dudes, especially little dudes, like exploring their emotions and being mm-hmm. uh, talking about how life is a partnership, not just with your partner, but with everyone. Like we're all yeah. trying to work together to get this shit, the ship sailing well, you know. Yeah. And because us little dudes have feelings too. Exactly. When we're allowed to, and it's okay. We gotta let Tim know that he can express himself anytime he wants. <laughs> Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> See, this is good, Tim. We're working on that. <laughs> get it all out. Uh, get it all out. All right. So that went forever in a day. So uh, we have the three of you still haven't asked your questions yet. Oh, uh, I, I had I, a question I, that was related. Oh, you had a follow-up. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what do you guys... So what, for you, affirms your gender? Like, what makes you feel manly? 
because so today and I, I i recognized today that most of the times when i feel like very secure like i feel like very like masculine and like oh i'm such a man uh it it involves a trip to home depot <laughs> and uh today uh so yesterday was alice's birthday and uh, we had some company and one of them broke the little like flusher on her toilet. And it was just, it just was old. It was not like anything hard. So I went to Home Depot. I bought a new thing for the toilet and I fixed it myself. I didn't look up any YouTube tutorials or anything. I, ju- I just did it. And I was like, fuck yeah. And I and like all of, anytime that shit comes up, when I like have to make a trip to Home Depot and then I make our house a little bit more livable, Fuck yeah. I feel like such, I'm like, oh, I'm such a strong man and I'm so cool. And uh, so it's that. And then, and I, that was when I conceived of the question and I was like, is there any other, are there any other times? And for real, it is uh, anytime I listen to someone like Andrew Tate or Ben Shapiro or Matt Walsh or Steven Crowder, any of those right wing grifters, and their definition of what masculinity is like anytime i hear that shit i feel so confident in myself because i'm like these motherfuckers are so soft like andrew tate specifically could literally murder me right like he is for being like he is a piece of shit but like he is a world champ at kickboxing like he could kick my ass to death uh but he is so like just when you listen to him talk like he's so insecure mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's like and it's like and that he and he projects that out into the world by saying things like you know men are the dominant ones and women are the subservient ones because like he can't live in a world where he is just a man and happy about that like it, it has to be at the expense of someone else. And I feel like that's a like a huge swath of like masculine right wing grifters. They're all saying like, you know, your masculinity hinges upon the power dynamic that you have between you and your wife. And I think, and I just listen to them. I'm like, you guys are so fucking lame. And I just feel like I'm like, I'm such a fucking man. I'm, ra- I'm like, I'm raising good kids. I'm being a good dad. Like, I have a good job. I support my wife. Like, she does her job, and I do my job, and we support each other and we love each other. And like, I mean, so we aren't like a fifty-fifty team, but we strive to kind of get to there. You know, like sometimes she has more spoons, I have more spoons, but like. Like we are trying to be teammates and live in a world together and raise good kids. And like, that's for me, that's what being a man is about is like, is that shit is like supporting your wife and whatever she wants to do, just like hyping her, being her hype man and like doing the same for your kids and being like, you know, Alice, you're fucking crushing it at pre-K Jacob crushing it in your esports class. Like all that stuff. I don't know. Like, and I think you're not going to sneak that one past me. The esports class. <laughs> yeah, he definitely had an esports class because his uh, okay. friend, the French teacher, quit, so he couldn't take a language this year. But, um, but like all that <laughs> so shit... instead of French, esports. <laughs> He's like, esports. But, uh, but like, 
We just had that whole conversation. What's wrong with, with our boys? Esports classes. <laughs> not specifically Jake. Not specifically no. Jake. But just. But, anyway. but but all of that shit. Like I don't know. I think I think I honestly think a big a big part of it is like what I consider masculine is just fully off the rails from what they do. You know what I mean? Like it's such. They're they're the. I, the traditional understanding of what a man is is so wrapped up in a power hierarchy that it's like it's silly, and I don't know. It just seems silly to me. It's like, what the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't know. I feel. I feel. And also, oh, also, when I give somebody a fist bump, man, mm. I feel manly as fuck when I do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is. This is sort of a conversation. I can't remember 100% of it, but like we talked about it, uh, me, Charlie, and a couple of other people at the New Year's party about cis people and gender affirming things. And it's like, it's usually sort of frowned upon. And it's like, it needs to be brought to light that like us as, as far as I know, identifying as cis men, all four of us, need to be allowed to say that we do feel comfortable as men and we are proud to be men in some way, shape, or form. For me, it's when I'm wearing a suit. I feel oh so God, much... Yes. Like, yes. I feel so good and feel so much like a man when I'm wearing a suit. It's like, I, I, like I do home repairs and things like that, and that, like, like, yeah, I play the song Now You're a Man in my head when I'm doing it, but, like, when I'm wearing a suit, I am, like, this... this this confirms that like yes i am me i'm a man and i feel so comfortable in this mm-hmm. and it's like this is like kind of a conversation topic that is sometimes looked at as taboo because it's like oh you're a cis person you you don't get to have euphoria in your gender like, no we do too because we're comfortable like not saying non-binary and trans people aren't comfortable in their own bodies but we're allowed to be comfortable in ourselves as well mm. Well, I think it's I think it's important to explore those things. I think yeah. as long as long as yeah, I think as long as you're not I I when I was think when I thought of this question, I was like, oh, this is this is an important question only insofar as like I do like I don't want to be like, oh, men are so oppressed, we stop talking about them. But I like I think it's okay and should be okay for a bunch of bros to be like mm-hmm. I feel really manly. <laughs> You know, like, yeah. I don't like I think I again, I think we've overcorrected a little bit. And the idea of something being manly, I, I think we've kind of like overgeneralized it as being bad. But I think there are good like aspects to that archetype, you know, yeah. if, if not the like the entire thing, I don't I think kind of has to be thrown in the trash. But there are like parts of it that are like, you know. Being confident isn't a bad thing. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's it's not as much as what makes you feel manly, but what makes you feel like gender affirming. What makes you feel like you you are you, and mm-hmm. things like that will make you feel like all right, this is me, and I like doing this, or this makes me happy. And like I said, for me, it's wearing a suit. I love wearing a suit. Me too. Every time I get arrested for crimes against humanity while in Romania, I feel like <laughs> really good about myself. Sh- shouldn't have gotten uh, that pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cooking on a grill. 
Mm. All right. That's a good one. Every time. It could be open flame grill. It could be a flat top grill. Doesn't matter. I got the meats on it. It could be cooking meat. Could be cooking vegetables. Could be anything. If I'm if I'm over a grill, and I'm the guy in charge. I'm man in the station. That's that's it for me for sure. Um, I, I I'm telling you, I mean, lifting weights, fixing anything around the house, getting anything to work. Uh, yeah, fine with me. But it's to pick a different answer. It's cooking on the grill. It's getting that going because that's because like that's. That is the show at that point. Like, it's not just because when you're cooking on a grill, generally, like, if I'm cooking in the kitchen, I'm cooking in the kitchen. If I'm cooking on the grill, it's a performance. Mm-hmm. People are outside <laughs> there. They're watching. Yeah. They're waiting. And Matt is always the entertainer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, you do crazy stuff. You get the flame going. And, you know, you got to treat the grill just right. You got to clean it. You know, everything's going to be pristine and perfect. That's true. Give me it. Put me in front of a grill. Very masculine. So I've got three that it's like, oh, man. And then I've got one that's less of a, um, like, this is, this is like reaffirming what being a man is to me and more of a, I'll get to that bit. (laughs) So one, definitely the suit thing, 100%. Like, love, like, getting that tie that goes perfectly with that outfit, your boot, your belt matching your shoes to, like, just the right color of brown uh really nice tie clip all that stuff like just love looking dapper fucking great um i didn't think about it until matt said the grill but like cooking up like a really nice steak and everything else is like man whatever i'm cooking because i need to eat but like cooking up a really nice steak is just mm. um then opulence yeah you're not supposed to have a steak yeah it's not this? good for you but it is good for you what is this vatican Action, city <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then um not not lifting weights like going to the gym and lifting weights is like okay like i did good cool but like moving something very heavy by myself nah. <laughs> i.e country strength moving company (laughs) um like doing something like that just every time just like pick up a whole fucking recliner by myself and just like i'm gonna just put this here got it country strength moving company man it's gonna be great yeah um we make moving as easy as cow tipping yep it's pretty easy when you're low to the ground um Mm. and then the thing that it's like it's less of a like i this reaffirms my Uh, and more of just like I am it affirms that I am comfortable enough with who I am that I have no questions about I put on one of the most con- and one of the most convincing like gay acts of any straight person I know uh, or <laughs> I like where this is going <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Sweetheart, you have no fucking idea. Don't even start on that shit. Hmm? Let me start. Let me just preface this answer by saying, bitch, don't kill my vibe. <laughs> oh, I'm a fucking stomp on that vibe. Please continue. Um, And, like, this is not new. This is something that, like, 
I, I will slip into in conversations or just like while telling a story and people are like, are you sure? And I was like, am I sure of what? And like, I don't even think about it. Um, But it's like, yeah, like just because talking with the lisp and like being a little whoo, like that, that you, that makes you uncomfortable. That's weird. That shouldn't like, why can't we talk in a voice? Why can't I be a straight hetero male and like be flamboyant sometimes? There's a confidence in your, in gender affirming. Like it's like, yeah, this is, I'm so confident in my, my, in my Mrs. Masculinity that I can do something like this and not have it be like a question of who I am as a person. Yeah. It, it, it's not like, it's like, there's no shame. There's no like, Oh, I can't do that because people are going to wonder. It's like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you wonder, fine. That has absolutely nothing to do with me and everything to do with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah, I got mad hardened against that shit when I was in like high school, especially because like, I don't know. I think I think that the and I I do not mean to be like and I am so enlightened, but I think the you know, for a very long time the traditional like outline of what a, being a dude is hasn't really interested me. And so like I got called gay all the time for uh you know, like 6 years. Like, when you figured out what gay was until, like, halfway through college. And, like, when we were, like, maybe we should stop calling everything gay. Uh, I Like, and, like, I think it was just, like, you know, you get to a point where you're just, like, you know, you, you're, you're going to, it's going to break one way or the other. You're either going to be, like, fuck you, I'm going to do what I want, or you're going to be sad about it and... To bring it all the way back to what Matt was talking about, that's where the shit, the despair comes in. Where you, because mm-hmm. it, it could break either way. You can either mm-hmm. decide, and it's not always a decision, but you can decide to be like, fuck you, whatever. Or you can really take it personally and it can send you the other way. And that fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm lucky I am the person that I am, I guess, which is. Mm-hmm. No. Who is confident in his fucking masculinity? Yeah, we need to wait, wait to, to have the the skills and the grace to get boys to navigate this transition period so that they are well adjusted, as opposed to being completely despairing or like agromaniac on the other side. Yep, tits. All right. Uh, two more questions. Uh, Mine will be quick. Some way. All right. Pick a song that you think would sound good acapella. I need ideas. You know, I just Here's a song learned... that's already acapella since you've been gone by Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> hmm. Not doing a weird... Well, I can't say I'm not doing it's, a Weird it's Al only song. A minute, it's only a minute long. We've already done... Um, is it Stephen Lynch? No. Who does Skullcrusher Mountain? Is that Mastodon? <laughs> no. <laughs> it does sound like it would be a Mastodon. I think you're thinking of, of Dick Kicker Valley. Jonathan Colton. Mm. Uh, as made famous by R.E. Your Brains. Um, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But one Go of our monkey. one of our holiday songs is um, not Skull Crusher Mountain, Chiron Beta Prime, where they're working in a mine for the robot overlords. Uh, um. So acapella, I would like you to do either. Uh, Birdhouse in Your Soul by the Maybe Giants because I love that song. Or, um, The Chain Ooh. by Fleetwood Mac. The Chain. Oh. Do the Chain a cappella. Okay. But, mm, 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 by the Crash Test Dummies. <laughs> Bring a new flavor to the so Sean, you'll be happy to know that we already do a the Might Be Giant song. Oh yeah, what song? Doctor Worm. Oh my. Okay, not I'm not even joking. That is one of Alice's favorite songs. Every night we have a playlist of her favorite songs, and she's like, "I would like to listen to my favorite songs from now and start with Doctor Worm." Every night, yeah. mm. <laughs> it's. I had never heard it until until uh, the guys are like, "Oh yeah, let's do Doctor Worm." I'm like, "The fuck are you talking about?" Like years ago, but uh, it's it's a great song. It's, it's very fun to sing. It's so fun. Show us that and ABC right. by Polyphia. That those are her <laughs> two favorite songs. Yeah, <laughs> that is that's a bold <laughs> choice good. for a four year old. That's one of those songs when I finally listened to the lyrics, I was like, oh, that's what this song's about. (laughs) It's incredibly inappropriate for a four-year-old, but she loves it. And and she will play it on Alexa and then say, Alexa, repeat (laughs) this song. So, you know, love it. God bless anybody who spends more than an hour with her because you're going to listen to ABC by Bolivia seven times minimum. Bet. I love it. All right, I got three. Okay. I know this is a lot. You only asked for one, um, but there's this band I recently learned of called uh, Good Kid, mm-hmm. and they have a song called Mimi's Delivery Service, like Kiki's Delivery Service, and it is a reference to Kiki's Delivery Service. It's uh, I, I really have fallen in love with Good Kid, so I don't really know how well it'll be, um, uh, acapella, but I love the song, so I think you should you should try it, try to arrange it. Mm-hmm. Um, the General by Dispatch. I think that would be a great song acapella. Overdone. And, and um, we jam that out just because, but no, yeah. we've never actually arranged it. It's just us <laughs> singing. And uh, you'll like this one um, The Judge by 21 Pilots. Oh, I thought about it. That was one that I was like, ah, I was already That's, on my list of potential. That is one of my favorite songs from them. So I, I literally just want to hear one of my friends uh, do that, like, set me free. There's that, that, and uh, uh, we don't, we don't play. We don't say what's on TV, or I can't remember the 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 title or the actual title. But it's also from Twenty One Pilots. I was gonna say if you're about to say we don't talk about Bruno, stab you. No, 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 no. But those are mine. Those are my okay. Um, Great songs. And I've got another quick one because the other questions I had were a little bit more conversational but we've been going almost an hour and a half or something like that so uh who's your favorite pokemon i don't think we've ever asked or talked about this on the show mm-hmm. in the 83 sessions we've had who's your favorite pokemon mm-hmm. mine is this guy like, back here absol 
Yeah. He's this guy. I can grab him if you need a better image of him, but that's mine. No, we've asked, like, if you could have any starter in real life, which one would it be? And yeah. which one would you be if you were a starter or something? Small ones like that. Favorite so, all time? Of oh all 1,001 or something mm. like that. Let me pull up my Pokedex. <laughs> so it when I was I don't know why but uh, initially it was Jolteon I was so stoked on Jolteon but then I got really mm-hmm. bummed when I actually got Jolteon and he sucked Jol- so, Jolteon is my favorite evolution so I can get that mm-hmm. but he's the worst like he is. In, 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 terms dog. Of, in meta in the meta um, but uh, uh, Mimikyu is my favorite. Mimikyu, yes, Aww. I think it's. I, I love such Mimikyu. A, a cute little baby, or any of the. Uh, such oh, a sad story. Fucking Cubone, Cubone, Cubone. It's Cubone is my great. favorite Pokemon. I want to just have one and hold one, and love one, and tell him it'll all be okay. It's gonna be okay. One day you'll be the mom. Yeah. Oh no. And then you'll oh be- no. <laughs> <clears throat> Deplorable. So dark. Uh, Machamp because he looks like Goro from Mortal Kombat. Oh hell yeah! There man. you go. Machamp, like I want that. Machamp to carry me Four the fuck arms. around. Yeah. There we go. Four arms, man. Favorite Pokemon. more than normal arm. Hundauer. The questions I had were like Ooh, more conversational. Richie forgot that I didn't answer the question. Oh, I did. Houndour. Houndour is great. I like you, man. Yes. The other one, the the evolved dog. Houndoom. Houndoom. Nah, I don't want to deal with those horns. I want the or, puppy. Forever puppy. Yeah. Oh. Or Growlithe. Oh, that was puppy. a big one. Oh, oh, and there's there's oh yeah, yeah. Oh, man, in in the new one, there's... there's the um, I can't remember what the dog's name is at the moment, but there is... Well, there's uh, a ghost dog, and then there is another nor- a new normal dog, because they incorporate a normal dog in every fucking Pokemon game. That both of them are absolutely adorable. Hmm. Tim, I thought of another acapella song. Do I Don't Believe in Love by Queensryche. I don't know it off the top of my head. Or do I Believe in a Thing Called Love by Darkness. I was just going to say that. (laughs) Uh, One of our alumni thought about it very long and like loves the darkness. Unironically, he just loves the darkness. Um, and he's like, "We're gonna ruin it. I can't do. It. I can't in good faith do it." I just, I just want to hear you, Tim, going touching you. I, I won't do it. <laughs> we would also need like a legitimately like ridiculous tenor one. And while our ten- while the tenor one that we currently have is very good, um, I think that might be a bit of a stretch. Mm-hmm. What was that Queen's Rake song? I Don't Believe in Love. Yeah, yeah. I'll look it up. It's a banger. It's a good, it's a good, good, good song. All right. Bangers and Mash. That's enough. Bangers and Mash is my new morning show. Nice. Yeah. The Brose Podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms. You can also follow us on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast or on Facebook at Brose Podcast or on Instagram 
at brose underscore podcast. And if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our listener questions, to Tess Riley for editing our show, to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Vogel Art Shop on Facebook or at her store on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Stephen Siebert. You can listen to his work at the Free Music Archive. Uh, float on by Modest Mouse. Oh, that's not bad. It's a good one. It's not ah, We did not have a close. Modest Mouse song. I just can't remember what it was. Oh, now, I, now I want to know what the Modest Mouse song is. Uh, all right. Plug time. Rich, start with you. Uh, check me out uh, on, twi- on Twitter at B underscore Walnuts. And you can find me and all my content creation at the moment on YouTube.com slash at B Walnuts, where I do... Uh, game streaming four days a week and let's plays three days a week so you should come check that out also uh, uh podcast weekly nerdy talk show where all podcasts are available how about you sean uh you can find me on twitter at hates you can find me on frisbees at ob disc golf and if you are a sweaty person in philly and New Jersey and are unable to afford air conditioning, uh, you should go to tinyurl.com slash airconditioners2023 and you can fill out a form to perhaps procure a an air conditioner. Uh, and if you would like to aid in the people providing those air conditioners, uh, you can contribute at opencollective.com slash funds hyphen y'all hyphen philly. Tim Hansen. You can find me on Twitter at Tim R. Hansen. Um, you can also find our lovely bros at the Escape from Poop City podcast on your favorite podcatcher, bringing you their uh, leftist takes on current events. And when shite, shite gets too heavy, I don't know why I went with shite instead of shit. That's weird. Shite. When the poo gets too deep, they might trigger an escape, uh, which is a randomly a pre-generated thought experiment randomly selected by a roll of a d20. Um, all sorts of cool stuff. Finishing moves of Shrek characters, Mega Man bosses based on old websites, all sorts of fun uh, little duty, uh, ditties in there. <laughs> And duties, duties. Hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you enjoy if, if you enjoy our sense of humor and punny and punny puke humor, then you're gonna love uh, Stephen and Charles coming in from the West Coast. Um, also, if you're on the East Coast looking for some musical entertainment for an event, um, wedding party, maybe you just want some studly bros standing around and singing at your faces. Uh, look for after the bar. Uh, at atbphilly.com or after the bar on Facebook, all male Philadelphia acapella group, songs spanning the ages, uh, Elvis, Green Day, uh, Brain Died. Uh, and if you have anything specific, no, called, we can that, work that, with it's, you. It's Brain Stew. That's the song. Brain Stew. Oh, I'm so sorry. You are correct. Um, or even more modern hits, say, I don't know, Flowers with Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll also work with you if you need something for a special event that's just for you, that maybe is not quite in our repertoire yet. But go find them. Go find them. Find them. Find them. Find them. 
I'm on Twitter at mcasnell. That's M K A S Z N E L. And uh, whew, my plug for this week. What do I want to plug? I did my. Uh, you go back and listen to that Krista makes uh, podcast again from last week. Uh, actually, it will be out uh, just yesterday from when this episode is airing. So go back and listen to Krista makes a podcast uh, episode that comes out on July seventeenth because it's going to be a good one. Yeah, Tim's on it. Mm. Definitely not. Mm. Tim's not really on it. Sorry, Rich. Rich told a straight up fib right there. Sorry, oh. L- lied to the listeners. I'm learning Didn't from Andrew Tate. I'm sorry. Just straight up skip the two truths, switch straight for the lie. Mm. Yeah, straight for the lie. That's Tim's right. going to be on this podcast episode. Immediately disprovable. Um, since the podcast is already out, uh, <laughs> this is all in all just a strategic gaffe by you. Tisk tisk. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Tut tut. Apology possibly accepted. I'll okay. think about it. Say goodbye to the gentle listeners. Bye. 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 Uh, for Tim, Rich, Sean, and the entire action moves team. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all that we changed the format of the show to make these episodes shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Good joke. <laughs> and to be smart about being stupid.